You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Authors Up. This is Andrea L. Hines, one of your hosts, and I am here with co-host Victoria Henderson-Poole. Say hello to our folks, Victoria. Hello, everyone, and hello, Bronze Girls. How are you? <laughs> doing good, doing good. good. And how about good. Ruth E. Griffin? You're on the line tonight, our other co-host. Say hello to the people. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. We are always glad to have you, always glad that you are listening in to Authors Up. There's so many things you can be doing on a Sunday evening, but we are so happy that you decided to spend this Sunday evening with us right here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. So again, welcome to Authors Up. We usually start our program with a little bit of a weekend review and uh, letting you know what's going on in our lives. And I tell you what, it has been a slow week for me, which I'm not (laughs) mad about, not at all. (laughs) I'm looking forward to another slow week coming up, and I'm not mad about it at all. (laughs) I am researching some time away. I want to actually, um, yep, take some some days off, going to do some replays on some of my other shows so that I don't have to be present, present. It's been a long time. It's been over two years, actually, since I've kind of gotten away. Wow. Uh, COVID didn't go anywhere at all. You are definitely overdue. Yes, I am way overdue, so I just want to take a little three-day getaway if I don't do Mm -hmm. anything but, you know, sit in a big fluffy robe and turn the remote (laughs) control. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's self-care. I'm I'm shutting everything off, so I'm not going to be uh, available unless I want to be. So I may be coming back when I get back. (laughs) Five snaps and three circles. (laughs) (laughs) That is the plan, the plan, the plan. So that's where I am uh, at the end of the week this time. Ruth, how about you? What kind of week did you have? Um, Like you, it's kind of been a slow week, but I I usually um, take the opportunity before a holiday to start slowing everything down. So it's kind of been slow on purpose. I will like okay. pace myself to get mm-hmm. stuff done, but that's mostly just so that I, you know, when I get to the vacation, like we did this past weekend, it's just, you know, I, I'm 
immersed in it and I don't feel guilty about not doing stuff. Now, that doesn't stop me from taking my computer when work with me, but <laughs> um, <laughs> however, you know, it, it's slow week, and I've got another slow week ahead of me like you. Unfortunately, I'm not taking any vacation. You know, I, get, I got the opportunity to see my niece and just watch her graduate from high school Aww. and just oh, look at awesome. her. Yeah, you know, and just look at her and kind of go, when did she turn 18? Right. <laughs> right. Right along with your kids and mine. Yeah. 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 It just reminds me of how old I am. And I know that I'm the youngest one here, but the time, time is catching up. Time is catching up. So Aww. you're yeah. all right, boo. I'm a, yeah. I'm going to just ponder on that. How's that? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So on that note, how was your week, Victoria? (laughs) My week has been busy. Um, When when this show airs, I will be knee-deep in the throes of my sister's wedding. My sister's getting married Mm -hmm. Um, this weekend. And so it has been Wedding, 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 wedding. I, I just, wow. I'm looking forward to it now. You know, we, you know how when you've done all the planning, you, you, you have everything in place. Now it's just time to execute. I am ready yeah. to execute <laughs> and spend time with family and friends and just have, you know, coming out of COVID, I've been looking forward to it because we haven't been able to get together as a family. And we still have had right. restrictions on how many can be in the room. But um, it's still going to be enough of us and that we just haven't seen each other and been together in a long time. And um, my sister's uh, husband, his mom, and it was, see, we knew them back in New York. So it's just going to be sort of like a reunion. And, um, oh, nice. Oh, it's just going to be really nice. So, you know, people we haven't seen in a very long time. And, and just to come together to celebrate this new marriage. And I tell you, like I told my sister, I told you, coming out of the pandemic, better than you went in. I've been saying that, right? So <laughs> 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 she'll have a new husband. And um, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. Is this wedding something that they planned and had to postpone, or was it something that just came up? Is this planned? It, when, when they, uh, when I think he asked her in in January, February, and then they started, we started the planning. So, okay, okay. Oh, uh, we've been planning for a long time now. Like I said, I'm just ready to execute. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the That's weddings awesome. are always fun, so I know it's going to be a good time, and especially yes. when both sides of the family know each other and. Yeah, you know, may not have seen each other for a long time, so that's pretty cool, Victoria. You'll yeah, to, it is. It you'll is. have to I'll, make I'll, a report I'll... on what a wonderful time. Yes. Oh well, listeners, let's um um. I don't really know how to describe uh tonight's program or or what banner or header we would put it under um it's always good um when we can just kind of get together and talk and share with you and kind of it's almost like you peek in on the conversation so it's going to be that kind of evening this evening and since this is a mental health awareness month and we don't forget about lupus awareness and all of the other things that, that go on in May as well, but um, we wanted to be able to talk from a personal perspective and hopefully uh, give you some insight and some understanding on this very, very broad issue called mental health. Um, it's an area that has probably affected all of us either in our own personal journey or that of a friend or perhaps even a family member. Um, mm-hmm. Some issues occur due to genetics or it could be a chemical imbalance, it could be physical issues, psychological issues. Um, others could stem from changes in life or a loss of some kind. And there are a variety of types of issues that fall under the mental health umbrella, as all of you well know. Um, so much so uh, 
surrounding where to get help, how to find help, and why many people don't get the help that they need, the stigma, right. shame, uh, perception, all of those things come into play. And sometimes, sadly, people aren't diagnosed or they are misdiagnosed. Well, tonight, Ruth and Victoria are going to be sharing some of their own personal experiences about this elephant in the room that's called <laughs> mental health. This is completely unscripted, guys, so bear with us. We're not sure if this will uh, lead us tonight, but if you have questions, feel free to put them in the comment section, and we'll try to um, get you the answers that you might need uh, while we're on the air. So, Ruth, let's, let's start with you. Um, the premise of one of your books dealt with a mental health issue, and recently you and your husband co-authored a book called When Love is Angry. So, listeners, after... Hello. Hello. Uh, mental health challenges, and and these aren't these aren't easy topics. So let's start by sending up some hearts and letting my courageous co-hosts know that you love <laughs> them. And Ruth, let's uh, go, let's go ahead and start with you. And when you finish, you can just turn it over uh, to Victoria. Okay. So you did a great introduction there. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're good. <laughs> <Thank> you. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're welcome. You know, and, and that's the thing because this is not an easy conversation to have. You know, right. it's mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not something that easily comes up in conversation. You know, you, you talk mm-hmm. about, hey, how are you doing? No, we're fine. How's the kids? You know, what happened this weekend? It's really hard to say, well, you know what? I had a depressive episode on Saturday morning, and right. I felt like crap all day. That just, I mean, that pretty much kills the conversation, and most people don't know <laughs> how to deal with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, And even mm-hmm. then, you're just, you know, even for yourself, you're just like, okay, do I really want to appear like that to other people? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot going on there, and I think that we have to get to the place where it is okay to talk about this. You know, it's not yeah. like we're going to be having a conversation with strangers about it, but, you know, if you feel comfortable enough with someone, you should be able to open up and say, look, I'm having a hard time. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, that, that is the place that I've come to. Um, I myself was diagnosed in 2005 with uh, bipolar mm-hmm. 2 depression. Um, that mostly just means that I've had at least one manic episode where I am up, um, impulsive. You know, mm-hmm. the, the feelings are good. But then it drops down to a depressive episode, and those suck. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, okay. You know. <laughs> that's how you feel. <laughs> and, and you know what? And, and I think that that's kind of what we have to say because, you know, it, some people either don't understand because they haven't had that experience or mm-hmm. it's painted in a different way. You know, lately people have been painting, oh, you know, bipolar allows you to be more creative. It's this, it's that. And like, no, it, it sucks. It really does. Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, you can come to the point where you just can't see beyond it. And if you have idealized death in any way, it becomes mm-hmm. easy to say, well, it'll just be easier for me to die. So, wow. you know, I, I, I appreciate mm. you guys because, you know, this is a conversation that I truly truly, truly believe that, you know, we need to normalize. You know, we need to yeah. be able to talk about it, but we also need to be able to hear it, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, from my own personal journey, I know I've talked about When Love is Angry, um, our book, um, before, but it's just, you know, for me, I grew up in, um, in a church setting, 
that obviously is not something that we talk about, that we've talked about in church, and that hampered my treatment because I didn't believe that that was something that ought to be talked about as a Christian. And Mm -hmm, that's just not true. You know, if God, if we believe that God made us, that his own hand formed us, that he is the creator of all things, then why do we not believe that he knows the insides and outsides of our brains? That mm-hmm, he knows, mm-hmm. you know, when we're not feeling well. When, you know, just because you can't see that this disease doesn't make it not real. Right. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. you know, we, we, need to, we need to normalize these types of conversations in, in the church, at work, with friends. Right. You know, yeah. and again, it's not that we're talking about it with everybody, but we should be able to feel comfortable enough to talk about it with other people. So, mm-hmm. you know, on a personal level, um, you know, you mentioned uh, Stay With Me, um, Andrea. Yes. That was the first yes. book I mm-hmm. wrote with the mental mm-hmm. health. And mm-hmm. part of me wrote that, um, part of me wrote that because I needed to get all of that out of me. You know, I felt mm-hmm. that if I could mm-hmm. just get it on paper, I could somehow get it out of me and it would be less tangible. And to some degree, it did help because I was able to share, you know, I I had some readers tell me, oh, that sounded, you know, it felt like you knew exactly what the one character, um, Alma, was going through. And I was like, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and that was my goal because I wanted people to understand, you know, it's not just, you know, it's not the romanticized version you see on television. It, it, it's messy. It, it, you know, having bipolar, feeling depressed, not knowing how to control, you know, even the most basic emotion, it, mm-hmm. it is a messy thing. And, you know, sometimes we need to give grace. We need to give grace to ourselves because it is a real disease. You know, mm-hmm. this is something that a flicks a lot of people and they may not talk about it but it doesn't mean that they don't have it so um, you know and again you know when we wrote when love is angry you know that was less okay let's get it out but more let's help people you know let's yeah start this conversation you know let's Mm -hmm. talk because you know and, and like you say all the time Andrea our story just doesn't affect us. You know, our right. my story isn't just mine. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was my husband's mm-hmm. too. It was how mm-hmm. he was dealing with my mental health issues, you know, with my right. mental um, illness, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. affected him as much as it affected me. You know, it affected mm-hmm. my children as much as it affected me. And I think that that's, you know, people, you know, people don't think about that. You know, people don't, I imagine that people don't think about that. I imagine that people are just, you know, it's just a hard conversation, you know, and I Mm -hmm. I imagine actually that people don't even think about it, period. So, you know, if if we, you know, and I liken it to my grandmother. She was uh, schizophrenic. She passed three years ago um, from dementia, actually. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. schizophrenia is what landed her in the hospital, and it is what eventually my sister was able to take care of her and get her in a nursing home. But it had robbed her of a lot of good years. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when she was younger, you know, you did not talk about it at all. And it right. was just, you know, you put people like that in the back room and you don't mention them. Right. And that was it. <laughs> They're crazy. And that is, that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. Mm-hmm, crazy it was just, one. oh, they're not right. You know, they're mm-hmm. yeah. crazy. They're mm-hmm. not right. You know, they just, you know, we don't, we, we, we don't talk about Uncle So-and-so or, you know, mm-hmm. they're just not all together there. And it's just, you know, that, that can't be the way that we function anymore, you know. Right. I, right. I, I truly, truly believe that, you know, if we could just talk more about this, 
uh, you know, people would get more help. Um, mm-hmm. And we would, we would have a little more empathy for each other, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's mm-hmm. what it boils down to. We all have our own issues. We all have our own diseases and illnesses and ailments to deal mm-hmm. with. Mine is just different mm-hmm. than yours. You know, I, I exactly. am in a good place now, and I thank mm-hmm. God for that. But you know, there may be somebody else out there who needs help, who needs help right. getting to the place where I'm at, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I thank God that he cared for me enough to say, okay, just do these things and you'll get to a better place. And mm-hmm. I want other people mm-hmm. to know that he's there for them, that they don't have to suffer, that they are not mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. And that there is help, you know, and it's okay right. to take medication. It's okay to go to a therapist. It's okay to talk about it. And it's right. okay to recognize, you know what, I may be a Christian, but I also have bipolar depression, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't affect mm-hmm. me, but, you know, it doesn't make me less of a Christian either to say that. Amen. So, Amen. You know, I, I, we, we, we need to get rid of this stigma attached to this. Because we mm-hmm. would not do that to anyone with cancer. We wouldn't right. do that to anybody with diabetes. Exactly. You're exactly right. But, you know, we, we've come to the point where we can say to someone who's suffering with depression, oh, you know, just go for a job. You'll be okay. A job is not going to take away the sadness. <laughs> That's right. No. That's right. No. Ruth, let me, me let me interrupt you for a minute, if I sure. can, because um, I do want to ask you a, a question here. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned schizophrenia because I had a coworker um, who was saying that um, uh, her sister was not diagnosed uh, with schizophrenia until she was, like, in her 30s. And mm-hmm. you were talking about sometimes so much of your life you're robbed of because, you know, of a, a misdiagnosis or no, not yeah. having a diagnosis at all, therefore not being able to get the help that you that you needed. But, um, and we talked about, you know, what were you thinking that was what did you think was going on all, you know, all those years? Um, and they had just attributed it to her just being an angry person, you know, not being mm-hmm. a nice person, you know, those kinds of things, but never considering um, that there truly, you know, there was something mental uh, going on or mental health mm-hmm. was not what it should be. Um, so I want to ask you what, what, got you to the place of saying, you know what, there, there's something really wrong here. There's something off here. And going to get help, going to, you know, seek out somebody who could help you determine what was going on with you. Was there a and particular just, event or a particular, you know what I'm saying? What 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 got you to that place of saying, you know what, this, this is not, this is not the life that I should be living. I, I need to go figure out what's going on. You know, and it's just interesting that you say that because, um, you know, the title of our book is uh, When Love is Angry, and that would not have been my first choice. Um, but since Maurice was the one who initiated, my husband initiated the book, I said, you know what, I'll just let him have the title. But really, mm-hmm. that, that, that was what it was. You know, I felt angry all the time. I mean, people mm. think about depression. Their first thought is not, okay, they're angry. No. Mm-hmm. They usually say, oh, well, they're sad. Oh, they lie in bed all day. No. You know what? It, it is a mood disorder, and it literally covers the spectrum. And I think wow. that because I was angry all the time, I didn't understand that it could be anything else. You know, it was always mm. a thought in the back of my head that, my, okay, I have a schizophrenic grandmother, you know, that might be genetic, but mm-hmm. it never occurred to me that it could be anything else. And my mm-hmm. husband and I were, um, at the time, I won't say that we were arguing all the time, but it was 
I was like a fuse, and it didn't mm-hmm. take much to uh, set me off. And it didn't make sense. You know, I, we had, our, our children were young then, but it didn't make sense that I was angry all the time until mm-hmm. I saw this. And, and I remember the commercial, but it was, um, I don't think it was for any particular medication, but they, they showed this woman and she was just angry and she was yelling. And then they mm-hmm. stopped. It, it was like a freeze frame. And they showed her in the midst of a mood, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I look like. Because mm. I, I could mm. relate to it. And it was at that moment that I realized, okay, this might be something more. Because the commercial, uh, again, I don't remember what it was for, but mm-hmm. it was for a particular medication. But I remember that it was, you know, they were saying, you know, for bipolar and for mood disorders. And I remember just seeing her face in that freeze frame and thinking, I could be that person. So right, it took right. me several weeks to um, to get up the courage to, you know, talk to my husband to say, okay, I think that something is wrong with me. And, you know, part of why I say it took me the courage, because, again, you know, we're older than, you know, the, even the oldest millennials so, you know, there's a difference in culture there. And, again, we grew up with that, okay, well, it's probably a demon or mm-hmm. you're not right enough mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, anything mm-hmm. along that line. So it was like, okay, I had to get the courage, you oh, know, even for my grandmother. You know what I'm talking about. Even for my grandmother, yeah. it was less that she was schizophrenic, but in her mind it was she was conflicted with a demon. So that's like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, old-time religion, but, you know, so you don't talk about it. So it took me a while to talk to mm-hmm. him and then just to go to my family doctor. And she mm-hmm. kind of chastised me a little bit because every time I saw her, she'd always end the visit with, okay, anything else you want to talk about? Are you good? And it took me a no. lot of courage <laughs> to say, no, actually, I need to ask you. And she was just like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I'm glad you did. So, mm-hmm. you know, she was able to get me started on my help. And then when she could mm-hmm. take me no further, then she was able to recommend, you know, doctors, mm-hmm. you know, psychiatrists mm-hmm. that I could see. I was seeing a therapist at the time as well. So, mm-hmm. um, right. yeah, and, and, I, and I'm glad for that day. I, again, I mm-hmm. still see that picture in my mind, and it just I marvel because, I know that I'm not that person anymore, but to yeah. know that that's how I saw myself right. and that's what it took for me to get help because, you know, I had my first depressive episode at 16, 15 mm. or 16, and wow. it was another 15 years before I would see what this was and seek help. So it was 15 wow. years of that hurt, that confusion, that pain, yes. that anger before oh I could finally God. get help. And I don't think we need to be waiting that long. Amen. You know, if we Amen. need help, right. we need help. Right. And there's nothing right. wrong with right. that. Yeah. And, you know, I thank I, you for I, that. You know, listen to, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrea. No, I, I was just getting ready to say that I was, I was glad and I was grateful that, that um, uh, Ruth, that you finally did. It may have taken you 15 years to do it, but yeah. I am so grateful that something, and, and guys, we, we really don't know what that catalyst can sometimes be um, mm-hmm. that would um, put us in a place of saying, oh, oh my goodness, something, something's really out of right. whack here. And, right. and I've mm-hmm. got to talk to somebody and I've got to do something about it because so right. many things uh, simply like, like my friend and her sister, so many things can just become the norm. Right. And, and people don't even think that there's anything wrong. It's kind of like, like she said with her sister, that's just the way she is. You know, this is mm-hmm. her personality. This is the way she handles things. Um, not yeah. not really understanding that, you know, no, that that's not the way that she has to be. 
And, right, and one right. of the definitions with mental health has to do with the an individual who can uh, handle the normal stresses of life. And when mm-hmm. you're at a point where you cannot do that, then it's probably a good idea to seek some help. Definitely. To seek some help. So I'm sorry I interrupted right there, but um, no, I no, no, to no. Make sure that I was I just gonna that. say. Mm-hmm. I, I I was just gonna say that you know it is just so hard to imagine our mild mannered friend being that angry. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. and I'm just grateful that it, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to see that side, Ruth, but. I just it's just so hard to wrap my brain around that you could have those angry episodes where you know something right. would just set you off because you're just the sweetest person and you have never changed you know from the first day I met you. I'm telling you about ten years ago now, but I just I just can't imagine what you must have gone you know, through. Go and, and you know a lot of it, you know, when it comes to it, especially if you're high functioning like myself. Yes. And I don't say mm-hmm. that with any badge of honor because, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, it, it took a great toll, you know, to be able to mm-hmm. get up and go to church and smile mm-hmm. and act like nothing was wrong. Get up wow. and go to and get up and go to work. And, you know, I'd spend my lunchtime in the bathroom crying, but when I get back to oh my, my office, hey, I'm great, you know. That that takes a toll on you, hiding yeah. who you are and what you're going yeah. through. Wow. But, yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, glory to be to God, I tell you. You know, we always love those testimonies, stories that end in victory, mm-hmm. right? You, you have one, and oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Well, I'm just I don't I don't even know what to say, y'all. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you've got a story to tell yourself, Victoria. So yeah, I do. Share, I do. Share with um, us what the, was going on with you. Well, you know when you when you said at the very beginning of this very broad issue of mental health, you know my story is is twofold. Um. Uh, you know, I battled a little bit with depression myself um, with my fibromyalgia because it can be a very um, debilitating disease. And so my doctor had uh, prescribed um, some anxiety medication for me, and so I've been on it now a number of years, and there are times when I really feel stressed. You know, I feel the stress will come up like a feeling in my chest, and um, I might take an extra pill just to kind of help that, you know, and and mm-hmm. and it's something I normally don't talk about either. And I, I appreciate you, Ruth, being as open as you are about it. And and I and because you were open with me, I was able to be open with you to tell you what I was going through um, at times. And so we were able to kind of help each other and have someone to talk mm-hmm. to. And and that really made a difference. I want to thank you for that because I wasn't able mm-hmm. to really talk about it with many people. And and it's right. because of that stigma. It is that stigma that, that was there that, you know, I, I, I should be okay because if you look at me, you wouldn't even know that I have fibromyalgia. And some of my, right. um, one of my favorite lines is, I don't have to look as bad as I feel. And I think at, at some point I'm just taking that to the extreme because even my family, you know, and I hate to say this, it's the truth though, even my family doesn't get it. They don't fully understand Mm-mm. that I don't feel well a lot of the time because I'm always doing, I'm always going, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm, I'm getting the groceries, I'm doing all that. And it takes me, when I really just can't and I'm so exhausted that I just can't, then they take notice. But, you know, up until right. I have those days, it's, it's just, oh, she's okay. You know, and I'm not okay. And then um, I have a background in in counseling. I went, I my um, undergrad is in psychology. And then I went to went on to be a counselor, and I didn't finish um, my master's in it. But I do think that God allowed me to to do the studying that I have, so that I can be empathetic, empathetic, empathetic to those around me who are who are struggling, and as well as in my own family. Um, uh, my uh, journey 
to the far side, as I call it, started um, in September of last year um, when my 15-year-old uh, attempted suicide. And that is not something that I, I talked about, have talked about in a big platform either. But again, it is about letting people know and our, our listeners know and whoever will listen to this broadcast to let them know that you're not alone, you know, because I did feel, I have felt alone through this because it's just, first of all, it took me, um, out of, it came out of left field. I, I knew that my baby was struggling um, in school, but I did not know that my child felt like there was no recourse and that they did not want to live. And so began our journey of recognizing that my child has some mental health issues, finding the help that my baby needs, and and executing it. And then just our, our whole life has changed. Our whole entire life has changed because now we, we are more concentrated on what we say and what we do so that it won't affect my baby. And um, I asked her if it was okay to talk about it. And I said, I, I would never have told anybody unless they wanted me to talk about it. And she said, well, Mom, it's your story too. And I said, well, what do you mean? Because I wanted to know what, what the meant. Well, you're going through it too because I know you care about me. And we're, we're in counseling as a family, and we're also, you know, doing individual counseling. And she said, well, you're, you know, you're going through it too. So um, go ahead and talk about it. It's okay, which is why I suggested to you guys, let's do this talk about mental health because it's, it's very powerful. And um, it's, it's just been a lot, guys. And, and you guys know it's been heavy for me um, the last right. few months. Um, it's not easy, you know. It's just it's not easy. There's some days I just know that if it wasn't for God in my life, if it wasn't for his mercy and his grace, I would not be standing where I'm standing right now. But um, I, I, I want to tell my story. I want to share it so that others will know, first of all, you're not alone, and that people could get the help. You know, these young people are going through so much. We got yeah. to be there for them. And the one thing I've told my child is no matter what you're going through, whatever challenges you're facing, I'd rather go through them together with you than to have you not be here with me. And that right. has made the difference, you know. And I, I love you. And that, that's the message that I'm trying to give above everything because I love you no matter what, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I remember my baby uh, was crying one night and said, Mommy, why am I not normal and I said, you are normal. And then she started crying even more. And then she said, well, I said, what are you crying for? You, I've never heard anybody tell me through all this that I'm normal. And I said, you are normal. It's just that your brain may not work the same way as other people do. That's why you're taking the medication, and that's why we're getting counseling, to make sure we find out what's going on with your brain. But you are normal. And I, it, it almost brings me to tears to talk about it. Cause, heartbreaking. You know, my, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. If my child mm -hmm. just doesn't feel good about themselves. And so so that's where we are, you know. And um, I don't know. It's it, it's it's just a journey. It, it's, it's not over yet, but um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. And it will be, and I think, you know, personally speaking, you know, there are still days that I think, okay, I'm not normal, and mm -hmm. I share this verse every every opportunity I get. It's First Corinthians ten thirteen, where God mm -hmm. says, "What we are afflicted with yes. is common to man." And we mm. just have to cry out to God because he has a way out for all of us. You know, mm. we have to stop mm. looking at ourselves as this anomaly of mm -hmm. just, you know, that we are the only ones going through this. We're not. Right. You know, right. we are mm -hmm. not alone. Whether right. someone else understands whether we we comprehend, you know, that God is with us and he has right. a way out for us. 
And that, when I read that one, that gave me such hope because, you know, and even when the thought comes back, oh, you're weird, you know, your brain's not Mm -hmm. You know what? God's got me. You know, God said that, you know what, what I'm dealing with is common to man, which means a (laughs) a way out. So I love that. I love that. Amen. Amen. You know, guys, when we we talked about this and um, talked about this show and and what we wanted to do with it, I wasn't I wasn't really sure um, mm-hmm. what I would have to contribute. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember just now listening to you talk about um, your daughter uh, Victoria, mm-hmm. and yes. I pulled out the inspiration for the book, the second book, I think, the third book that I did called Nanny Nuggets. Mm -hmm. And I just want to read the foreword um, very quickly to you guys Mm because I know we don't have a lot of time. But it says, the life of a teenager is not always what adults might think. It might seem that our only interests center around text messages, Facebook, Instagram, dating, and wanting to be grown. But sometimes teens must deal with problems and issues that are not generally associated with those who are considered underage. And in those situations, it can be hard to know what to do or where to turn, but there is help. Mm -hmm. When my grandmother first began sending me her nanny nuggets, I was in a place of depression. My self-esteem was low. I was filled with anxiety, battling worry and anger and entertaining thoughts of suicide. On one of my really difficult days, my grandmother called and for whatever reason asked if we could pray. We did. Then we talked. And um, that was the basis of me beginning uh, to send her little verses of encouragement uh, every morning. I would send her something and I would sign it, just another nanny nugget. And she told me one day, these have really helped me, and I think they'll help somebody else. So together we compiled a uh, hundred of these little things that had helped her through uh, this crisis that she was in. Now, mm. I had no idea that mm, that's mm-hmm. where she was. Wow. As much as I was around Jasmine, as close as we are, I had no idea. I didn't know how she was feeling bullied. I didn't know um, that she was suffering from anxiety. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know. So I read you that piece to say, for those who may not be personally uh, affected by, and and I mean as an individual, we have to become more aware yes. of the people around us mm-hmm. because sometimes they are crying out for help, they're calling right. for help, they're begging for help, and we are so busy yes. that we miss yes. some of the signs. Yes. Um, yes. And I pray through this program that we will have more empathy for people period, that we will become more sensitive to people, period. Um, If you look at somebody who has always been up and happy and laughing and joking and all of a sudden they don't want to talk anymore, they don't want to participate in things anymore, something might be going on. Mm -hmm. And it may not be, I'm just having a bad day. A pattern you can sometimes look back and see patterns developing, you know, not always. Mm-hmm. And this is not an indictment of any kind of, uh, about anybody. It, it's it's mm-hmm. just an observation because I know, I know when she said that to me, how, how many, who, how many times uh, has she been looking sad or right. not being herself or, and, and I didn't bother to inquire. You Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then really listen for the response. Um, I took a mental health first aid class 
couple of years ago, and and they were talking about um, being non-judgmental right. about things, and that comes to what what you were saying, Victoria, about people mm-hmm. not understanding. You know, when somebody is saying, I hurt, I feel bad, it's something, you know, there's something, pain is pain, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and if somebody <laughs> yeah. tells you they're in pain, they're in pain. <laughs> Not because they, right. you know, want to be saying it, you know, at, at the time. But uh, sometimes we're not as sensitive as we as we could be or as we should be. Mm-hmm. And another thing is to, to, really, uh, to really listen when you are, noticing uh, that people's behavior is changing, you know, and to really be okay with, with asking them, how are you really feeling today? I noticed right. that. Right. And here's yeah. the answer. Give them a chance to answer you and hear the answer. And, and understand right. that you are not the fix. Right. You are not the fix. But you mm-hmm. can be the catalyst yes. to get somebody to the right professional help yes. so that they can live the life that God intended for them to live. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I just, I applaud you both for sharing tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the more we do this, the mm-hmm. more we'll help other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that we are, I, I, I am sorry that so many things like cancer, like lupus, like uh, domestic violence, like all of these things that we have a month of awareness for. Right, right. right. Take a month for us to have to have an awareness for it. And, and we can, we can talk about this a whole nother hour, right? It still don't cover it all. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that we will um, kind of keep up with more stories uh, yeah. like this throughout the year and not just wait until May. Um, right. Because this right. is a this this is one of those twenty four seven three sixty five, you know, kind right. of doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't go mm-hmm. away. Doesn't go away mm-hmm. easily. Doesn't go away without help. And if we can do nothing else, uh, we can encourage people to know that if you think there's something wrong, there might be that right. there's right. no stigma. That we help to take away the stigma uh, and the shame that people sometimes feel. Uh, about getting help, particularly those who pray (laughs) and those who are are children of God. Um, Sometimes we are the hardest to reach when it comes to this this situation and this circumstance. Mm -hmm. Um, And for somebody who said they weren't going to have anything to say, I better shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite all right. It's quite all right. You know what? And that just proves the point that this is something that affects all of us. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, it may not... It may not be mental illness, but it is mental health. And we all have minds, and we all know someone. You know, whether it Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect us, it affects someone we know. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, guys, our time is, is just about up for for tonight, we usually yes. do a, mm-hmm. a, a tip, but we're going to have Ruth is going to give us a huge tip next week. You know, <laughs> one of those bring your book and write it down tips next week. <laughs> uh, how about that? <laughs> but we do thank you all for for being with us uh, tonight. Uh, Ruth's books can be found on um, mm-hmm. everywhere that you buy a book. <laughs> so right, right. Amazon and Kindles and all those things out there. <laughs> and Victoria, you still get to say what you usually say every week. What's that? Get the book. Get the book. Because <laughs> Ruth's story will inspire you to read it yes, from her absolutely. perspective and her husband's perspective. It's just beautiful. Yes. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. <laughs> Ruth, do you have any closing remarks for us tonight? 
Um, I just want to share some quick uh, numbers or websites. Um, if you are dealing with, uh, you know, a suicide line is always a good number to have. The National mm -hmm. Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Um, there is a great service called the Crisis Text Line. And they are just, you know, marvelous at the service that they offer. You basically just text them at 741-741. They are available 24-7. You can also visit their website, uh, www.crisistextline.org for more information. And just to get more information on mental health, you can go to www.mentalhealth.gov. All right. Amen. Amen. And you, Victoria, do you have any closing remarks tonight? I'll just thank our listeners for hanging in there with us. And if you have any comments about tonight's show or have any suggestions for any other show you want us to do, please just send us an email at authorsup at gmail.com. And I just want to say again, just thank you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for supporting us here on uh, Authors Up. It's a forum for authors and by authors, but I tell you what, anybody can join in, and we are very, very glad <laughs> when you do. Uh, know that we love you. We would Our Sunday yes. nights wouldn't be the same without you, and we surely do appreciate you being with us, and we will be right here. Here next Sunday at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin, and there's never a dull moment here at Authors Up. Up.